This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. You're listening to the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. What a cracking week it was. On Monday, Joel and Fletch, they had a good chat to those lads from Sports Day. Jason Matthews, Scott Sattler. Whoa, what a chat. Um, because the boys are on the line. Uh, Jason and Matthews and Satsall, thanks to Best Sheds. Best Sheds Australian Sheds at the lowest prices. An hour and 11, the difference now for daylight savings. Hello, boys. <laughs> oh, good gear. <laughs> Explain more. Why is that? Because yeah. we're late. 11 minutes late, mate. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. What, what yeah, were you doing, boys? Yeah. Oh, well, we're creating great gear for the show. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. what we do. We deliver Comedy gear. Gold. What, 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 tell us, we'll be the judge of that. What were you doing? Actually, we'll... Um, Interviewing yeah. Kieran McAvoy. Yep. Oh, okay. That's not you just had Bossy on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. just one up, Joe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we spoke about it earlier on the show, and... Um, well, what, we haven't been on it. What show? Yeah, what show? What, what, what are you speaking We're talking about it We are going to be talking about it early on in our You're show. You okay? What about the, re, uh, the return of Gladiators in January? Mm. Don't like it? Like it? Don't like oh, it? Because sometimes you've got to leave things alone. Yeah. Shandor Earls, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Saturday night, Saturday, what's the one? Sparkles Dar- is in it too, isn't he? He's a ref. Nah, they're pushing the pass. Daryl Summers came back with... Um, yeah, horrible. Uh, they came. They also came back Channel 10 years ago with the... What was the talent time? Young, Young talent, talent time. Young talent time didn't yeah. work. They came back with mm. perfect match. Yeah. It's not going you, know you know it should come back, though. It's a knockout. Nothing better than seeing people hit each other with greasy poles yeah. on a slot on a mm, greasy yeah. pole, and you yeah. got to and you got to drop acid too before you do it. <laughs> what? That would be better. I was hoping Rat was on because I wanted to get his Melbourne no tips. No, I've just texted him, and he's just text back what his tip is. Yeah, I want because I'm going to back the total opposite. Well, he's not on. Uh, he, so he is on Voban. Oh, oh good, good, good. Well, yeah, we want can't the favourite beaten. No. Yeah, can't win. Mm. Can't win. Yep. Uh, Woogie, I haven't spoken to you for a while. What's going on? Oh, not much. Fletch, you know, just working, behaving myself. Although, <sighs> had to have a funeral yesterday. Oh, that's not great. I, uh, a little baby lorikeet just oh. fell from the sky onto my back deck. And I took it everywhere. I took it to the, you know, the Animal Welfare League. They said, nah, it'll be all right. Anyway, I put it back in a tree and I woke up on Sunday morning. It was dead below said tree. So, mm. poor thing. It was a horrible weekend. Can you eat lorikeet? <laughs> no, but you know what my missus bought for lunch? What? A roast chook from Woolies. Mm. And I said, you can't do that. Sure it was? Well, yeah. Cool maybe. story, Hansel. <laughs> Thanks, Olaf. <laughs> oh, come on. What's worse, that story or rat's cat story? Yeah, oh, the rat cat story. I still keep to it. Embargo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last, that was ranked two. Embargo. Woogie, Woogie, I know you had nothing to do with it. What? Oh. That embargo rubbish that we had. Because I wanted to find out more. I wasn't going to – I know you had the um, – you were talking about – What are you about, talking well, about? Last week we were talking about, about Rat and Eddie, Eddie Jones. Jones. Embargo. And, yeah, <laughs> your producer kept playing embargo and it was dog shit. I wasn't a fan. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, what's hey, going uh, on with you boys? Hey, guys, um, A grades, and correct me if I'm right because I, uh, I, we've been doing uh, another show in the meantime and haven't been listening, but – uh, has anyone has anyone nominated Christian Brett from the the block last night? Oh, I watched it for the first time. Oh. So hang on, I, I'm not familiar with the names. Who mm. who who were they? So Christian Brett were the ones that I think they end up getting about sixty five thousand dollars. They were the yeah. Okay, was it Lady in the Red? Yes, that's yes, her. yeah, yeah. And they were blowing up at the auctioneer. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. and Australia. 
and Australia. Well, blowing up that he didn't do enough of a job. Well, they, they blow up that he said, uh, you know, we've quoted two high nines, uh, sorry, high twos, 2.9, and they're blowing up that he shouldn't have mentioned any price. But yeah. can, can I ask you this? The guy that was in there and, you know, the, the billionaire that bought mm. the three houses, mm-hmm. what was all that about? Like, why did he need to redeem himself from last year? I don't know. Oh, because it, they reckon he was like a stooge bidder. He was only in there to push the price up. Mm. Got you. And then what about when he's bidding against himself? Oh, that's, I know. That's nuts. 200 grand. So I wonder where the personalities play a role in it. Because Definitely. The first one, Stefan Gian, they got 1.6 million. And at the end, when they interviewed him, he said, oh, they're just really good people. They, yeah. yeah. So I don't know where the personalities played a role as well. Which what a tight. Is Dave Hughes a tight ass? Did he ever? Did he bid it? Well, he bid. He bid last year. He didn't this. He didn't this year. But he bought a house about three years ago and got in trouble off the misses. Did he? Yeah. Oh, without consulting. Yeah, him. yeah. Oh, but wow. what was he doing there? Mm. You know, on those uh, reality TV shows. So my sister has just been accepted to be on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Not on the show itself, but they they select a crew to go and basically run the show beforehand. Yep. Oh, so she's a. Pretend celebrity, which oh, really? they'll do the whole show with people doing the same thing, and then they get the celebrities in to do exactly what they've already done. Oh, okay. So yeah. she's it, like, uh, it's like a trial run. Like a trial run. Okay. Yeah. Is there if there's one, if you get a choice of any one of them, any of the reality shows around the world, which one? Um, Survivor. No, I don't want to do Survivor. Rat did that. Goggle box. box. You'd be awesome on below deck. Box. Oh, yes, oh, Below God. Deck. Yeah. Well, are you a fan of Below Deck as well? Oh, mate, I froth it. That's the worst show. It's okay, the honestly. best. Hey, Scott, sit down. That's random. <laughs> Scott, I want to talk to Woogie about this. Woogie, are you watching the current version? Is that the Mediterranean, new Mediterranean yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've only watched the first episode. Oh, there's going to be some porking in that jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. So, so mainly what I love about it. I cannot wait. It's, I, I reckon this will be the first orgy. Okay, so the listeners have got oh. no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but, but not with the captain, though. I hope. No, 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 no. Sandy will stay away. It's below oh, deck. It's t- they they go around the world in these super yachts, and yeah. it's just about the trials and tribulations of the staff. So, how many mm. st- staff would be on any boat at one oh, time? Well, this one's a big boat, so there's like eight. Right. But they get full of the pen and ink. Yeah. And they come back, and they always have a party on the boat. Yes. After yeah. they come back in the jacuzzi, and mm. they're getting around scantily clad men and women. <laughs> And I just, I just fast forward to that. <laughs> How good is it, Woogie? Uh, yeah, I do watch the storyline a bit, though, Fletch. No, but, mate, oh. if you're ugly, you're no chance to get on that show. No, no. Hey, Woogie, I told the story last week, speaking about that pervertedness. Um, I'm on the plane and I'm watching a, what's the lady's name that I was saying, Brian? The, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, J-Law. And, and there's a scene in, like, late in the show where she gets a whole kid off. <laughs> Yeah. And the guy next to me is not even watching a show at the time. And five <laughs> minutes later, I, I'd sort of look up, and he was sort of peering onto my screen at the time when she when she's in the birthday suit. And yeah. then five minutes later, he's watching the same show, and he's already about five minutes away from that scene. So he's fast-forwarded <laughs> to catch that. Did he take off quickly afterwards? <laughs> Did you make on, eye contact? Pillow on his lap. <laughs> he was yeah. excited with me with uh, Glenn Boss. That's what he was. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so what else has happened, gentlemen? What about the Kiwis? I know. Good. I I tell you what, heartbroken as an Australian fan, but I've got to say, really, really admired the way they were able to turn around. Yeah, you and I were messaging Sugary. They really rope-a-doped them from the week before, didn't they, in Melbourne? Didn't throw a lot at them, just to see what they were going to throw at them defensively. And 
and adjusted, and your good mate Stevie Price yep. gets success again. Tell you what, he's he's got a bit of a resume building, Brian. He was mm. he was uh, he was part of breaking the drought with the Dragons. Mm. Got the Sharks there first ever premiership as an assistant coach. Does he want a head coach head coaching job? He, he could. Well, this is my view, and he would never say this, but if you're 30 and one of the biggest clubs in the land, the Dragons at the time, give you the job, you can't be a worse coach. 12, 15 years later. That's right. But has he, does he... Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't really talk about it. Has he got a desire to, to do know. that again? Or is I he just, know. you know, some coach is just happy just yeah. to be a, He might be free from desire. I don't know. Free from desire. <laughs> I don't know, mate. And sponsored by Love Honey. Yeah. Which I know Woogie's, <laughs> which we know Woogie just loves. No, Sats and, I, Sats and I'll be watching My Mum, Your Dad. Oh, I no time for show. your podcast. Oh, that is the best show. I, can't oh, get I love that, that show. No, I can't get around that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, if, if you were a single dad or mum, I'd be wrapped for your kids if they came. Enough! 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 I don't know. Just I think Gibbo might have put it on my board at the weekend. But what's in relation to that? Screams Gibbo that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. enough. Uh, <laughs> you are listening to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch for the week on Tuesday, because Joel and Fletch wanted to go and get pissed at the Melbourne Cup. They called in the B team, which is you and I, sock. And what a show it was. We had so much to talk about, Professor. But in particular, cricket with the great man Adam Gilchrist. Have a listen. Joining us now is. Mm. One of the all-time Australian cricketing greats. Um, and he's got the greatest podcast going on at the moment. Does I he? don't know if you've heard. Joining us now, it's Adam Gilchrist. Gilly, are you there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm loud and clear. I heard that loud and clear. Let's hope, <laughs> others, did. <laughs> Let's hope others did. How are you guys? Very good. Very good, Gilly. Yeah. Did uh, you know that I was actually on that podcast before you, Gilly, and I got the sack? Did you, are you wearing that sock here? Sock, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 look... All I know is that you are a man that has fully embraced the fellowship of a prairie fire. I've seen it firsthand. I've witnessed it. I've been a part of it with you. And you are more than welcome to come back whenever you like. Very good. So it is called Club Prairie Fire. It is a, it's a, it's a killer podcast and we're going throughout the World Cup and into the summer. And, um, Stephen O'Keefe will now appear on, on one of Instead of Adam Gilchrist, is gone. (laughs) Yeah, well... Sorry, no, you go, you go. I'll, Sorry, I'll, I'll, Gilly. I'll wait. Sorry, mate. Hey, uh, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch the race? Did you put some money on without a fight? <laughs> we, yeah, we did. We like a lot of people been at a, a little event where it was all going down. Um, yeah, I think my wife. Um, well, I invested for my wife, <laughs> and she had the winning ticket, so she's claiming it. But uh, nah, all, all good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually been hammering Mark War all afternoon for tips for the, yeah. for all the other races. And he's actually come up pretty well, Junior. He's done done a very nice job. But, um, no, good day. Uh, festive spirit around. So, how do you guys go? Hopeless. Um, I bet on three things that weren't even in the top six. Did you get anything sock in the end? No, no good here. You should have been hammering Kim War because she's the trainer. That's where you should have been going, yeah. Gilly. Yeah, that's right. For a bloke that's allergic to horse hair, he goes out and marries a horse trainer. But um, uh, well done, June. But, uh, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is a more reliable source of the war clan, no doubt about that, Kim. 
Now, very good, uh, very good tips there um, from who do we get them from? We got them from Dean Watling. Yeah, who he, I think he right. picked the last couple of winners. Um, I'm sure you were listening to our show, Gilly. I'm sure you heard what those tips were. Hey, um, Cricket World Cup <laughs> in full swing. Aussies take on Afghanistan tonight. Can you see Afghanistan? Are they any chance of beating our mighty Aussies? Yeah, most definitely a chance. I, I, I still back our guys, but there's. It's been a tournament like that, hasn't it, guys? Of a couple of little upsets here and there, and um, well, Afghanistan are, are in the hunt. They are genuinely in the hunt, so they they'll um, they, they could pose a threat. I, I think our guys will win, but um, yeah, it, it, it's hotted up. There's been a lot going on lately. It was a slow, um, slumbering type start to the tournament, wasn't it? I think everyone was getting their head around 50 over cricket, uh, be it players and spectators and viewers, but it's started to get a little bit spicy now, and none the least last night. That was a bit going on there. What's your thoughts on that, gents? Well, I mean, we called you, Gilly, so... You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, knew, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, so I thought I'd try to fire it around the other way. <laughs> That's the great interviewer. Uh, have, we, have we spoken about... Have we spoken we have. whether Davey deserves selection in the first test yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that's probably next on the agenda, isn't it? <laughs> well, we weren't going to go down there. We wanted to talk about the Adam Hillcrist, but let's let's go to Angelo Matthews. What are your thoughts? I mean, Gilly, the man who used to walk, you know, the spirit of cricket. There's a picture of you in the uh, the law book and the spirit of cricket. It's just a picture of Adam Gilchrist. He is the spirit of that's cricket. That's right, he is. So we're going to ask the spirit of cricket what you thought about that unspirited cricket of play last night. <laughs> oh, it, it, I think at the end of the day, it leaves a pretty sour taste in everyone's mouth to a certain extent. And that's where, see, that's where a prairie pie comes in beautifully. You can clean everything up and clean got medicinal qualities. Um, no, look, oh, yeah, it probably doesn't, doesn't for me, stand the sniff test. But I know there's, um, you know, the rules and regulations. But on, on that one in particular, in a, in a day and age where we've we've had the uh, the Lord situation, we've had the, um, the basically nowadays the very much acceptance of the man cat or the run out at the non-strike event, that's just part of the course now. It doesn't seem to raise an eyebrow. So it's a new age uh, about what we're trying to do to achieve a victory. But that one last night, look, I'd have to be watching live the whole situation play out to get a better perspective on what I've seen and what I can see. It doesn't quite um, fit that easily with me, but, you know. It's it's cricket, Between those guys. Yeah. yeah, so let's some of your old teammates. Let's say it was Ricky Ponting walking out, and he got timed out. Would he have been cool, calm, and collected, getting <laughs> totally had to walk back into the stands? Well, probably unlikely. I would have thought. <laughs> um, Angelo handled it very well. I mean, yeah. he's unleashed sense, doesn't he? About his disappointment. Good on him. But um, oh, yeah, oh, I don't. I don't get it on that one. I, I really don't. I, I, but you know, I've seen commentary around the fact that he should have asked, or he should have been, um, yeah, should have faced his first ball with the, you know, the strap of the helmet hanging down, and then and then done it after that, and all that. But it, it's splitting hairs if we've got to get down to that fine, fine tuned sort of 
level of ruling to work out what's right and wrong. Um, that, that, that's, yeah, that's the way I sort of see it on that one. Would you have walked, Gilly? <laughs> yeah, but, but before the appeal came, yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely, in the smog of Delhi like that, I would have got out of there. I would have gone back to the room. Back to the rooms and just got out of the uh, out of the warm Delhi air. But um, nah, it's a, that, there's a bit of history between those those two teams, and um, can't wait for the next time they match up. Yeah, agreed. Now let's look at the Australian lineup. We've got a couple of big ins tonight. I think it's the first time the Aussies will have a full 15 man squad that's fit. Uh, Mitch Marsh will be available and back. Glenn Maxwell, I'm hearing, will be available. Steve Smith might have had a bit of vertigo. Let's say that the whole squad's available. Uh, Gilly, how do you see the 11 landing? Oh, what do you reckon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mitch Marsh has to come in for someone, don't you think? No, look, without doubt, I can say with certainty, Mitch Marsh and Glenn Maxwell come in for someone. Yeah, okay. So two players are going to have to miss out. That's what we're looking at. Who are you looking at there? Maybe Marnus. <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick up on the fact that I wasn't going to comment on who they were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I've learnt, Sock, what I've learnt in this day and age, and I've, I've probably, yeah, I've exposed myself to the realms of social media already by commenting with any sort of, mm. sort of opinion on the Angelo Matthews scenario. Yeah. I touch and selection in the Australian team because I've been burnt far too easily about it. an off-the-cuff comment about selection. It put me on the band list from a certain player for, oh, I reckon, about nine months, and I'm not even sure I'm back. Oh. Um, so not touching it, not touching it. I reckon we're going to feel a very good team. <laughs> we, have got, um, we have got a plethora of options, which is nice, because that's what India... In, in all seriousness, India have got most bases covered a number of times over, and they're playing like that. But um, our blokes are generating a really nice rhythm up. Um, they've been a little bit one out to a, to an extent, if you want to be critical. But I'm mm. not critical of the fact that you know the top order get 300 and the rest of them get 90, because rarely does the top the, the entire batting lineup fire in a white ball game. Like not everyone comes off every day. Uh, together. So if David Warner and Mitch Marsh or Travis Head want to put on 300 or 120 or 90 or whatever, like the rest of the order can rest easy that <laughs> things are going all right. Yep. We don't need to get too greedy with it. I'm going to say Cameron Green and Marcus Stoinis. All right? Yeah, okay. Let's see if anybody ever quotes me on anything. I really doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's never going to happen. Uh, Gilly, I asked Sock before. Now, we, we, there's a lot of expats that live here, lots of, um, lots of Englishmen that follow their national cricket team. Just if you can, I don't know, if you can just toss up an idea as to why, what has the difference been between the 2019 English team and this 2023 English team that we've seen? Uh, about eight wins. <laughs> hey Gilly, we will let you go. Thanks for joining us. Just a reminder, um, that awesome podcast you're doing, Club Prairie Fire. Make sure everybody gets yep. on and has a listen. It is myself, it's Gilly, it's Vaughny, um, Michael Vaughan and, and Sock. And and Sock. Now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks. We'd love to have Sock anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, hey, thanks, Gilly. We'll chat to you soon. Cheers, boys. Have a good one.
Hope you're enjoying this, the best of the run home on Wednesday. It was Joel and Fletch again, and they caught up with the great man Ian Smith, hot off that Maxwell call. No way. He is the best man to call the big moments in all the big games, Professor. Here's on their feet. What a win, what a call to nail an iconic moment like that for SEN. I'm pleased to say Ian Smith is on the line from India. Smithy, well done, mate. Thanks for joining the run home with Joel and Fletch. Hey, look, fellas, absolute honour to be with, uh, with you guys. Um, yeah, what, what uh, uh, I'm just sort of sitting here looking out of my room uh, in uh, the 23rd floor of a hotel in Mumbai. I just can't believe it, actually. I, 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 I spent a bit of time afterwards just reflecting on it with a number of uh, of cricketing greats from around the world. And we were like, you know, I, I think we were pretty much like, you know, when you went to the circus and you saw those clowns that was, uh, <laughs> were sitting alongside each other with their mouths wide open, shaking their heads, and they never looked <laughs> that was us. <laughs> it was, where did it come from? I mean, we know that he's he's uh, he's a crazy cricketer. Um, he's he's an absolute freak. I mean, there's all these, these adjectives and nouns describing him in the last 24 hours, but... You, you you just don't believe it till you see something like that. And and how he managed to do it at one stage with no legs. I mean, that was just unbelievable. Yeah, and Smithy, he's sort of like his first 100, I mean, was pretty good, but it wasn't off, you know, like he's when he got against the Netherlands, he got against yeah. like he had 40 balls. So it, he actually got better towards, you know, for his second century. Was it the fact that he couldn't run that he just thought, well, I've got nothing to lose here. I'm, I'm cramping up, so I'm just going to take a swing. Is that what is that what you thought? Oh, I think so. I mean, there was a stage uh, through that innings that he could not basically walk five steps. So, you know, he he was a run-out candidate. And I think um, at, at that point, Afghanistan thought that there was their best chance of getting him out. With, you know, if he fell over in the middle of the pitch and just couldn't get himself up, they, they might have a situation where they could possibly run him out. But um, I think also the situation was so hopeless at seven for 91. It was almost uh, like a, a free license for him because, you know, at the very least, he, he just gets out and it adds to Australia's problems. And he should have been out. I mean, he should have been absolutely out at one point when uh, young Majid put him down. One of the simplest catches uh, you'd see in, in cricket at this level put down. He, he should have been gone. But I think at that point he thought, hell, why not? And he just started to swing. And uh, it, it, it's quite incredible. It, once he started to swing, and, and I don't think he missed that one. That, that was the most incredible thing to us. You know, when you've got – we talk about the, the logistics of playing cricket shots and how you've got to move your feet and how you get to get your head in the right position. I mean, he defied all those theories because he had no legs. It was, it was staggering. <laughs> I think you're right, Brian. Like, the fact that you've got something go against you almost takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Like, you've just got to... Just have a swing. Just have a swing. 201 off 128. And when he turns up to the crease, Smithy, he's facing a hat-trick ball. So they were immensely under siege. At what point of that innings did you think, oh, holy dooly, they may just be able to win this game? I reckon when they got under 100... When, when they got to needed under 100, uh, I think psychologically, that's when Afghanistan really pushed the panic button. Uh, I think that they were sort of living on on 
normality really uh, and thinking that he'll, he'll make a mistake shortly and we're going to win this game comfortably because they've only got Zampa in the bin and uh, and Josh Hazelwood and they're not going to win it from a long way out. So I think it, once it got under 100, they were down to double figures and, and then he brought it down very, very quickly with, you know, two or three big overs and all of a sudden they're thinking, hell, they only need 50 here. Uh, you know, and the way he's going, that's what, four overs of batting, five overs of batting. Uh, we're going to do something, but they couldn't. They had nothing to come back at him with him. I'm not sure. I mean, okay, a lot of people are saying, yes, but was Afghanistan? You know, they're, they're a, a bit of a minnow in terms of world cricket. I'm not sure, uh, having watched a lot of cricket in this World Cup, too many attacks would have been able to stop him last night. I really don't think so. Just on just on um, those so-called minnows, like Netherlands and Afghanistan, why all of a sudden now have they improved out of out of sight, Smithy? I, I don't know because it's not just like one of them. It's, it's every one of them has made a contribution to this this particular World Cup. I think they're playing a lot more cricket for a start. They're getting they're getting cricket of a, at a higher level, uh, and they've got very good players. Uh, what they haven't had in the past is confidence that they can go on and beat the big guys and. They're starting, I think, to start, you know, to realise that on any given day, if they get it right, they're going to be right in the fight. And, and you know, this, this performance, aside from last night, this performance by Afghanistan, um, to be threatening the top four is, is, is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. They've, they've played their part in this tournament big time. I know that when they woke up this morning, they'll be disconsolate. They'll be scratching their heads thinking this is one of the greatest moments in cricket we let go through our fingers. Uh, but they honestly, when all is said and done, uh, they're not going to win it, but they've contributed a hell of a lot. Amazing. Just amazing stuff. Now, the table is fairly set. So India have pretty much got the competition in checkmate. So they're going to finish first. South Africa yep. and Australia are going to finish second and third, whichever order is irrelevant because they'll play each other. New Zealand at the moment, Smithy, you're mm. fourth. You've got, <laughs> you're in the box seat. So destiny is in your hands. If you don't win, it's probably going to be over. One of those other two teams probably find a way. You're taking on Sri Lanka, which they can't make it, but it's a tricky, tricky, trappy game, isn't it? Yeah, well, the one thing we know about Sri Lanka is they won't be late to the crease. They'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> they? So, <laughs> so, we're not... so we're, Smithy, just on that. Sri Lanka, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Just, just on that. Angelo Matthews has teed off. Mm. He's had a massive crack at Bangladesh, the captain, the team. And... For those who don't know what we're talking about, can you explain to the listeners what happened in that match? Right. Well, I was watching in amazement, actually. I mean, they'd lost a wicket, and and Angela Matthews um, made his way to the crease. When he got out to the middle, uh, he was still within the legal time. Um, But then he noticed that his helmet had a broken strap once he got out there. Now, uh, that's very rare in itself to, you know, if you get a breakdown on while you're walking out there. But he, he, he got out to the middle and um, because he called for a step, he hadn't actually taken guard. He hadn't faced the ball. So he was still under the clock in terms, they say, in terms of the clock of, of making his way to the crease. Um, so uh, uh, one of uh, the Bangladesh teammates said to his captain, Shak- uh, Shakib Alassane, look, if you appeal, he's out. Wow. He said, what do you mean? He said, he, well, 
the time. He's out. So he thought, I, he said, right, I will. So he went to the umpires and said, I believe that I'm appealing for the fact that he has taken too long, more than the two minutes. So um, he's held up the game to a point where it's illegal and, and I'm, I'm appealing. And the umpire said, you sure? I mean, Maria Rasmus is a, is a decent sort of a rooster. Mm. He said, are you sure about this? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to uphold the appeal. He said, are you really, really sure about this? Wow. He said, yes, I'm not withdrawing the appeal. So under the rules of the game, they had to give him out. So um, first time ever that I can recall anything, and particularly in a game of, of that kind of importance. Um, and so he was given out, yeah, and the, the world has erupted. Personally, uh, I think it stinks. Yeah. It absolutely stinks. And I'll tell you something else. Had um, had it been Virat Kohli, oh. <laughs> goodness, cry. I, I, I had no idea what the reaction would have been in this country. And I, I just don't know if he would have gone through with an appeal or even considered it against an Indian batsman because the furor that would have resulted uh, would have been uh, you'd have felt you'd have felt it from where you guys are. So it was I, it was awful. It was not good for cricket. Uh, um, and uh, rules are all sure, but also common sense and decency. There's room for that in sport, surely. Mm. Smitty, what about the Kiwis? Four on the bounce now. What uh, What's happening there? What, yeah. what do they need to do? Well, hell, <laughs> I would say get 400, but that wasn't enough the <laughs> yeah, other day. Right. Good Godfather. Where the hell did that guy come from? Jeez. <laughs> um, Look, we've got to. We've just got to forget it. I mean, we haven't. We've played really uh, in the tournament. We've played one shocker. We got absolutely dealt to by South Africa, and we weren't in the hunt. But apart from that, we've we've played some pretty damn good cricket. We've unearthed a couple of good young players, and you know things have been ticking over quite nicely. We just we've just on a downward slide in, in terms of the, the points table. I look, I, I, on most days at the moment. You know, eight times, nine times out of ten, I think on an even playing field, we'd beat Sri Lanka. Problem is, the forecast, uh, and, you know, you say this and people say, really? Uh, the forecast of Bangalore is not that flash. There's a bit of rain around. So that might help uh, hurt us. Uh, if we lost a point, if the game was rained out, that would really sting us. Uh, but at the moment, we're in a situation where um, it's in our hands. It's in our hands, literally. And you want that in sport. You want to be able to control your own destiny. Well, well, we pretty much can. Our biggest problem is that we played two days before Pakistan play, and I think they're the biggest threat. If Pakistan uh, play England, and hell, I've been great, haven't they, England? Uh, so uh, <laughs> they have two days to work out exactly the ramifications and their plan of going about it. So... All we can do is win and win well against Sri Lanka and make it as tough as possible for Pakistan. At the moment, I'd say we'd be in. But then again, I would have said Glenn, I would have said Glenn Maxwell probably wouldn't get 200 yeah. at 7 for 91, so there you go. Smitty, what's it like, India? I'm, like, I, I've, like, I don't mean the, the, the cricket and stuff. Yeah. I just mean the, the cities you get around in. Are they safe? Like, Are you getting out and going to some local restaurants? What, what does uh, Ian Smith get up to? <laughs> well, he's a bar, so you know I'm pretty close to that. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, did some, and this player, I hadn't been here 20 years. I played, I played cricket here, I commentated here, but I hadn't been here for 20 years. This is the most remarkable uh, development of the country that I've seen a long, uh, long, long time. That the, the airports and the hotels that used to be, um, you know, one of the problem areas are now uh, as pristine as you'll find anywhere in the world. Now, the, some of the hotels are just staggeringly good, um, and, and the, the airports, uh, the flow of people, etc., has improved so much. 
it is an easy place to get around once you're out of the traffic. The traffic's still horrendous. Um, you know, you can have a, for instance, uh, getting to the hotel from uh, the Mumbai airport the other day is a trip of around about 11 kilometres, and it took me 93 minutes. Oh. I timed it. So I mean, it, it 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 can be a little bit a little bit frustrating in that regard. Apart from that, if you just take a deep breath and smile and look out the window and see the sights and the difference of from one street corner to the next of how India presents itself, you're not bored and 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 time doesn't matter. So it's been for me um, one of the most pleasant uh, and fulfilling things I've done in in, uh, in a long, long time. I'm so glad I came. Uh, and we're so glad to have you here on the run home with Joel and uh, Fletch. Uh, Smithy, thanks so much, mate. Well, wonderful call. We'll replay it in a moment for the listeners. I, I, I just thought it was terrific the way you summed up the moment. Congratulations on that and uh, enjoy the rest of the trip. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, all of this. I, I, I really, uh, and I do mean this generally, and it's not because I, I, uh, I'm talking to you guys, but uh, I do believe only Australia can beat India. Oh. Only Australia can beat India. That's oh. what I'm picking. Okay. okay. Hopefully you're right. Cheers, Smitty. boys. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Thank you very Smitty. much. Once again, here's the commentary because I think it's very, very good. Uh, Ian Smith calling uh, an iconic moment for a famous, famous innings. On Friday, it was you and I against Sock. Uh, we're at the helm and we talked all things spoilers. Come I, on, mate. Well, yeah. look, there's a lot there and let's summarise it. Okay. So a police officer has been convicted after he pointed a gun at a colleague and said, I'll shoot you to stop him <laughs> from spoiling Top Gun Maverick, which caused the victim to experience persistent nightmares after being shot. Yeah, being shot dead. I mean, how annoying is it when someone does... Spoil. Yeah. Oh, it is. And just to clarify, this happened in Sydney's CBD in May. Yeah. Um, it was at the Day Street Police Station. Um, it was a 30-year-old. <laughs> I've often thought that if I was a police officer, <laughs> how often I would just pull the gun out and go, go to bed, Henry, like that. <laughs> <laughs> what about, according to the facts, he was quoted, yeah, the constable, Dominic uh, Gaynor is his name, don't spoil the movie Bleep. While another officer walked out of the room saying, la, 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 la. <laughs> when a phone rang, one of the officers picked it up as Gaynor said, I'll shoot you. She told him, Gaynor, don't say that. I'm on the phone. <laughs> this sounds, Do you know what it this sounds, sounds like? like a Benny Hill skit. Yeah, it sounds like he's taking the piss. Yeah, I know you're not technically yeah. meant to point a loaded gun at people, but it, you know what I mean? Ah, I'll shoot you if you tell me the ending. Yeah. Also, what is what are you going to spoil in Top Gun Maverick? I've seen it. I'm trying to think. What is spoilers? Spoilers. Spoiler alert. But you don't think it's going to have a usual suspects. Um, What's the what's the famous one? Kaiser Sosa. The Sixth Sense. Verbal sort of scenario. It's Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing he's done wrong there is not pull the trigger, really, (laughs) isn't it? That's no too far. Taser. Taser at least. If you're giving it away, he could have gone for the taser. Mm. That's the modern police force. It is, yeah. Just to cease and desist. He's the taser. (laughs) I reckon and if I reckon most judges would let a police officer off for that. You'd be like, ah, you just tasered him, he was about to spoil Mm. the movie. You know what I hate I hate when people say, Oh, you'll love that one, there's a twist in it. Yeah. Because as soon as somebody tells you there's a twist 
they've ruined the twist because you're yeah. looking for the twist the whole time. Oh, the yeah. ending's amazing. Yeah. That's right. I don't want to hear it. So you're ending. sitting there for two hours going, oh, okay, I don't need to worry about this. Well, it, it almost ticks off 99% of Hollywood films that the ending is amazing. Except for Have Schindler's you, List. Oh. <laughs> not not Ooh, great. Yeah, no, that's the yeah. reverse. Can I say something that you did recently that really annoyed me, Brooksy, okay. if yes. we're doing this? <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a series Can called let Bear. Me, let, me un- bear? Un- let me unhold Oh, the bear. <laughs> the bear. Because yeah. we both like the series The Bear. Loved and Brooksy it. said to me, oh, mate. Wait for episode six. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at episode one going, no, 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 I'm not spoiled. All I'm saying, no, it's, don't laugh. You don't need to la, 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 mate. It's okay. Um, oh, it's a genuine la, la, la. I, I, yeah. I still haven't gotten to episode six. But, but you're waiting, aren't you? Oh, I am. It's annoying. Oh. And if six isn't good, ooh, I'll be pulling oh, a gun on you. six is good. And you're a contrarian as well because I've told you to watch uh, Drive to Survive and you're like, no, because everyone's telling me to watch it. Have you done that with shows? I am, yeah, I'm a bit like that. Are you saying I do that? You did. I told. I was yeah, saying. I, I, yeah, I know. I thought it might. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was looking so, at some of your work and it's pretty ordinary. I'm like, maybe get some inspiration <laughs> from Drive to <laughs> No, it's my way of life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You know, and I'll also sometimes say that I enjoyed a film just because I've seen smart critics say it's good. Where like the latest Wes Anderson film? I don't know if you saw that. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yet. I watched it on the flight. Uh, it, I, let me find the name. Asteroid City. That's it. Marks I really like Wes Anderson's films, and it's you know it's kind of cerebral, right? You're meant to. All right, Margaret Pomerantz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four and a half popcorns. <laughs> no. Um, cerebral. I, I, I told. I told people. Cerebral. What is that? It's really really grey matter. You don't use that on SEN. That's that's too highbrow. It's it's a real thinker. Can I say that? Yeah, real real thinker. Yeah, anyway, I got to the end and then the bloke sitting next to me on the flight was like, oh, did you enjoy that new Wes Anderson film? And I started telling him I really did. And then I I just went, mate, I'm so sorry. I, I hated it. Yeah. I... I just, I was saying it because you meant to be smart to like his well, films. It actually wasn't really well received. Oh. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Favourite Wes Anderson at the Grand Budapest Hotel. Is that your, yeah, I like Grand Budapest Hotel. I like Darjeeling Limited. Oh, yeah. I'm a, a great cast. I like Royal Tenenbaums. Yep. He's come out with four movies as well on Netflix that you have to watch. Short films, I've 20 minutes. I've done two of them. Yep. The Roald Dahl films. Yes, Roald Dahl. It's got Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, his short stories. Uh, I believe it's Rafe Fiennes. Be- Benedict. Come Come, yeah. yeah. Do you hear about what Ralph Fiennes got up to on a plane while you're talking about that? No? Google it. There you go. Here we go. Do you I mind holding the a, show for three got, minutes? You've got a Qantas employee sack having Oh, I had. Oh, because they ruined, and, <laughs> they ruined Dumb and Dumber. They <laughs> 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 said the end. Oh, you had, you had extra gloves. Damn it. <laughs> um... Oh, hang on. Any danger of you guys talking sport today? Yeah, oh. I was Well, you know what? I was oh, going to say. Nathan from Bonnie Hills. Brian, you have come up with a great initiative. Okay, I do. I'm looking for investors. Everyone says it's a great idea, but they keep knocking me back. Mm. It is a Kentucky tour for the older generation. So 18 to 35 is the normal Kentucky tour. We are 36 <laughs> to 76, I've decided. Mm. 76. And you can just pork your life away. <laughs> I still think there's there's a business out there for divorcees. Yes. That for Kentucky. Yep. Staying a little bit up market hotels. Yep. But sitting on a bus. Yep. Getting Schindlers. And getting a little bit uh, <laughs> handsy. That would be a uh, that would be that'd be a good reality TV show. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Six weeks in Europe. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yes. Kentucky Mark Two. That Maybe. would be a lay-down mazair good would show, work. wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be so good. Should we start talking to people? 
Divorcee, divorcees do Europe. Yeah. Something like and that. And each other. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine porking in Prague. Call a porking in Prague. <laughs> what, what would be the Check other spin offs? Porking in Prague. <laughs> Bargain in Bratislava. Yeah. Rumbling in Rome. Yeah. Love, uh, of, love in Lesbos. Pounding in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Something oh, in Amsterdam? You, you watch. Oh, I can't do that. Only if you're a Mormon. <laughs> if, if I know our listeners, this board is about to explode. <laughs> this is right up there, Kirsty uh, Alley. Oh yes, and I know Rooster means he's yeah. going to come over the top. Yeah, What's a spin-off? What's a spin-off? What are, we, what are we calling our tour? Yeah. For people who've been divorced, who want to go around again, and they just want to <laughs> let their hair down, sow their wild oats. Oh, it's so good. Um, ramming in Rome. Yeah. Mm. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, what's another one? Love making in Ljubljana. That might in know. where? Ljubljana. Where's Ljubljana? Lithuania, Ooh, I think. Barcelona. I've never <laughs> heard of Ljubljana ever Ljubljana. in my life. What about riding in Rotterdam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, swinging in Switzerland. Here they come. <laughs> oh, Dunny, you're a dirtbag, mate. <laughs> Dunny, <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah, something in Florence, he says. Um, well, I know what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's this Bondi, Jack? Sugar, once I had a love, and oh, once I had a love, and it was a gas. Soon down out. Deborah Harry and Harry Coffey in the Red Rose Stakes mm. for Tony McAvoy. There you go. <laughs> oh, Cobb. <laughs> well, you got to go to Europe, Cobb. We're not going to Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I knew this would start the border. <laughs> I knew the board would just go into meltdown. Uh, Andrew McDonald's oh, too. Well, he was. Daniel. Look at Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Andrew McDonald over in India listening to us through the app going, oh, no, no, I'm not going on that uh, show. Hold off, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, I'm not going on that show. Mm, he's going to join us very, very shortly. I can't wait. Any questions to ask the Australian coach? Australian crew coach, coach, anyone uh, got anything on their mind? I want to ask him about uh, Zampa and Stoinis. Excuse me. Steve Smith, his situation with the the Vertigo. vertigo. Yeah. Like after that win. Mm, Vertigo in Venice. (laughs) Wrestling in Warsaw. (laughs) Jake. Tell you what, that. uh, Well, that's the thing. I'm going to give a present out for the best named for our tour. Limbering up in Liechtenstein. Oh, that's a good one. I don't mind this one. Ramming the rim in Romania. That's Simon. So he's put two of my favourite sports together. Yeah. Basketball mm. and uh, ramming. That's a, that's a game they play in heaven. Shagging in Sarajevo. Getting down in Deutschland. Don't mind that. The tripod in Tripoli. Thanks, Dexter. <laughs> I haven't been there, but what about... Um, I like Frankfurt. What about mounting up in... Moscow. No, what's that place in Italy? Milan. Montevideo. Montevideo. Uruguay. No, it's Europe. Anyway, who wants to invest? Thank you for listening to the best of the run home for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week when Joel and Fletch will be back.